0: Hello, 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 my lovelies. It's Flovo Voice here, and you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, powered by newamsterdam.com. New Amsterdam is a city for creatives, and if you are a creative person, we say, welcome, citizen. You know, again, I always got to say, thank you so much. For supporting the show, telling your friends about the show, and about New Amsterdam, what we're doing. Big things are happening for the brand, and I think this is just one of the ways where we can show our appreciation. So if you have a friend, a family member, an enemy even, uh, let them know about the brand, about the products, about the podcast, all that stuff. uh, As New Amsterdam grows just from beyond the storefront into a way that we look at creative people and how they do what they do. A way to see how businesses go from nothing to something. And a way for even you guys, even the people who are listening right now who say, I have an idea, but I'm not so sure if I I can create it. Hopefully, this will be the show for you to say, not only you can do it, not only do we believe, do I believe you can do it, here are some documented case studies, if you will, of different levels of success. And it's not really a straight line um, success, I mean. There's a, a, a branching narrative. There's almost like a bunch of roots going down to the different forms of success. And hopefully this show sheds a bit of light on that. You know what I like? I like what they call mental chains. And what I mean by that is sometimes you may be in the shower or driving your car and you think of something and that inspires you to think of something and that inspires you to think of something else and before you know it you're like five or six different ideas way past the point of the original spark of inspiration in fact that was the inspiration for today's episode not mental change was i do feel like that is due an episode on its own but what are we going to talk about today you see i was in my car I live in Los Angeles these days, and I'm driving downtown and started singing the song, you know, downtown, like from the 60s. And I thought about downtown versus uptown. And I thought about uh, down market versus upmarket, right? What's the opposite of that? And I said to myself, that would be the best thing to discuss on New Amsterdam Radio. Uh, for those of you out there who are creatives, I don't know if you're writers, if you're uh, in, in fashion, in art, in music, um, a lot of times when, when other people classify your work beyond the, the, the genre of beyond the genre of what's created or the style of the author, like this is Southern hip-hop versus this is Baroque-style music, right? Um, people always say, is this for the highbrow or lowbrow? We talked about it earlier in an early episode about highbrow or lowbrow. But I really want to talk about a product based business. For those of you out there who are creating like the the homemade pottery and the jewelry, uh jewelry services or even notebooks even. We are talking about what is considered up market versus down market. Now Upmarket is more luxurious, uh, a higher, a lower weight rate of acceptability as far as attainability. In other words, it's harder to have that brand products in your hand, a little bit of exclusivity there, and it, with it comes with uh, a certain kind of feeling of aspirational value, right, Um you can get a car for $1,000 from the guy selling it on the corner, but if you want a brand new Mercedes, you're going to have to pay for it. right? That's kind of what that looks like. Of course, the opposite is down market. Down market tends to be more for the masses, things that are accessible, entry level. Um, I personally, I work as a, a DJ, and when I got into my own business, I realized there's a huge range of audio equipment Some of them are expensive because the brands that release the products have spent a considerable amount of money on research and development. And then you have other products which be the same item, speakers or cables or something like that, Uh, but you can tell the materials aren't as durable or maybe um, it's really made for those who are just starting out DJing, for example. Those are a little bit more down market and you'll see that with your brand, whether it's your personal brand or the brand of your creation, a lot of times, whether explicitly or implicitly, uh, you're going to have to answer to what uh, market is for is your brand. The, the things that you create or the things that you make more upmarket or downmarket. And I feel like there is a, a strategy to that. You can sit back and say, well, I have an idea what I want it to be. Um, sometimes your market determines for you and who buys it, and sometimes you can make a concerted effort to switch between uh, one or the other. And the thing is, we can see examples of products exercising their market mobility, whether going from up market to down market, from down market to up market. Uh, one of the examples we used in an earlier episode was Tesla, right? Tesla, the first model, the Model S was a luxury car with that electric technology and it was marketed to the elite. And that, in essence, was part of a strategy to have people with more income to spend to subsidize future models of Tesla that became progressively more affordable. Um, not to say that Tesla is no longer an aspirational brand, but There was more product offering. So if I had $40,000 in my pocket and I was just dying to buy a Tesla, um, I can get my hands on a Tesla Model 3, which is their, I guess it's technically a midsize, but looks almost compact, Um, normal sedan compared to their high-end roadster. Starbucks was another example when Starbucks had this big expansion in the 90s, we saw those storefronts and more affluent areas, businesses, uh, and central centers, uh, malls uh, of a certain demographic. And now in 2018, we can pretty much find a Starbucks anywhere in the United States. Right? Whether it's uh, it's freestanding storefronts or whether it's in a hole in the wall, uh, you can find a Starbucks in, in any major city and even some suburban areas and airports. And there, there's a bit more of a down market nature. Now, the quality of the product has not changed. That's very important to to mention, that the quality does not change if you're talking about a singular product. But now, more and more people have the access to that product. A lot of times that usually judges market um, customer behavior and you'll say it's more accessible to all. Using coffee as an example, for the opposite, going from uh, down market to up market, uh, Folgers, for example. I grew up watching the Folgers commercials, and they tend to be in the grocery stores, and those were for those who just wanted to buy coffee in bulk for the house. It tasted different than diner coffee, but that was okay. Over the, the past year, you'll see the Folgers company release a line of coffees called 1850. Uh, that's just no by means an advertisement for the brand, but that seems to be more um for the millennials, right? Because they use market research to determine millennial people of a certain age likes more uh, quote unquote authenticity, in their brands. Now there's a select line of coffees that talk about the history of the company being so old and and try to equate the coffee to a particular feeling. And in this case, the the pioneer men and women who are part of the era where the company was founded, 1850, and there's a story built around these lines of coffee, whereas regular Folgers was just, hey, go to the last drop, no, that's Maxwell House. Uh, The best part of waking up was Folgers in your cup, and this model, the 1850 line, is more robust, if I can use a coffee term. Uh, more enriched uh with their history and and, and the type of being used and how it's roasted to appeal to a certain demographic who may or may not be even interested in villagers wholesale, but the idea is a new product offering for that now, what does that mean for you now there's two ways of looking at upmarket and downmarket um you can make products uh that are separate on a separate line for a different demographic. you can say, hey, I love making um, these keychains. And I can say, well, the ones that are plastic are going to be in these stores and at this price point. But I want to have a special line of all metal ones that are at this price point. And you can, in theory, with using your product line, appeal to different demographics at a time. But ultimately, when you take a step back, the brand... the the, what you call what you create to to show your audience or or to share with the masses they're going to determine whether or not your brand is up market mid market or down market you can't stretch too much you can be creative with certain product offerings but after a while you're going to have to decide or your market will decide for you what kind of brand you are and it's a lot of fun to sit back and let the market decide um, I can tell you how many friends and colleagues have tried really hard to make luxury goods, and they'll just at a at a certain price point, and just go out there and put it on sale, and the and the market will not respond the way they were had intentioned or hope. And then what you'll see is like giant discounts. I'm like, oh, this cashmere sweater that was two hundred bucks is now on sale for forty five ninety five, and it's just. It's not funny, of course not, but it's just interesting to watch and see how the market would help you determine whether or not um, you're up market or down market. And the example I use sometimes with friends is that, would you eat a $30 steak, period? And you say, yeah, sure, why not? If I ate meat and I like steaks, why not? I'll pay $30 for a steak if it's really good. Then I continue and I say, would you eat a $30 steak at McDonald's? And there's always some hesitation. Why is that? Why won't we eat a $30 steak at McDonald's? Why would we uh, raise an eyebrow if we walked into Cadillac and tried to buy a Cadillac for $10 and a roll of rubber bands? (laughs) There is a bit of a disconnect there. And it may not even be as obvious as, well, McDonald's sells cheeseburgers for $6. Why would they have a $6 offering? and a $30 offering, how good is to meet. Um, but we make those assumptions uh, as consumers. We do that because now more than ever, there's more brands than ever. They're personal brands. They're group brands. Uh, we trust our instincts, And reviews from other people determine whether or not we buy into things. And the prices help us determine whether or not the brand is for entry level people, professionals, uh, those who are uh, the upper echelon of society. It's a fascinating thing to really sit there and think about. All right, so what's a creative person to do? Do we sit here and fret and worry about whether or not the thing we create and we want to sell is up market or down market? No. Keep creating what you love and all that stuff will fall into place. But it's always great to sit back and consider the different options of the the brands and the products and the services in, in your niche that has come out before you and that will come out after you. Because ultimately, you have to do something different to stand out. And you ultimately also have to keep doing things differently to stay innovative. And whether that comes down to product improvements or a whole new line of products or services, that's completely up to you. But growth is a great problem to have. Growth is something that takes you from being that person with that thing that person with the idea, the person with one product, the person with uh, a hobby, and make it into that entrepreneur, that visionary who could have developed or created something with merit and value. but all roads head back to innovation. How is your creation different than anything that came up before you, and how are you going to continue? to stay different, to keep your product or service or idea on the minds of your intended audience or your intended customer base or your intended client base. And that is the goal. Just want to say thank you so much for checking out the show. Make sure you tell your friends about New Amsterdam Radio. More episodes are coming right down the pipe. And you can reach out to me over at FloBito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O dot com. All my social links out there. My news updates are up there. Become a friend. Become a digital friend. And maybe we can create together. Until next time, this city's yours.